DJ Heat and D Woods is bringing it to you. You're now tuned in to the wrap up show with DJ Heat and D Woods. This is the wrap up show with DJ Heat. Special guest with me today, my bro, Jay Hall. Hello, Mr. Jay Hall. Hi. And I know, first of all, before we get into Yeah, you you are <laughs> first of all. First of all, before we get into Jay Hall here, um, always want to send apologies to all of our loyal listeners where we miss a few weeks. Uh D is is handling some business. That's all I'm gonna say. D is handling some business. So while he's away handling this business, I was like, okay, let me let me get Jay Hall. So get Jay Hall up in this blicky. Hey, 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 hey. My hey, bro, hey. my bro. Listen, what up, sister? Let me let me tell you how great this man is, y'all. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> let me tell let me tell you how great this man is. Like, I hung out with this guy Saturday. He had his niece in town for the weekend who he loves and cherishes so, so much. And he put together this brunch of all of his successful friends and me. And <laughs> oh, stop, 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 stop. All of his successful friends, where 90% of them were HBCU grads, you know, uh, only one went to a PWI, but that was good to get his intake. 80% were black women. 80% were purpose. black women. That was on purpose. So, so, so share, like, that's, that's so great. Your, your niece is about to graduate high school, and, of course, it's that time of year she's trying to make a decision of where she's going to go for college. So yeah. why, 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 why did you do what you do, what you did for your niece this past weekend? Because it's so beautiful. Well, first, yeah. First of all, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my niece, she's a junior. Okay, and she's so, a junior. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so she's a junior. We want to get on the ball with that. You know, um, she's 16. Mm-hmm. She's a straight-A student. Nice. To the best of my knowledge, she's only gotten, like, one C in high school. Wow. Everything has been ABs. And her past report card, like, just this one that just passed, she got straight A's. Awesome. So she always sent me her report card. Um, you know, she's very important, you know, in my life. Shout-out to her mother, my sister, who does a great job. You know, she definitely comes from a village. She definitely comes from an environment of people that are willing to help her. Amen. Um, she's already 10 times smarter than I ever was. Um, <laughs> she's already smarter than I was maybe like five years ago. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it was about she she was on spring break. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she always wanted to visit her uncle out here anyway. She's only came out here like once when me and you were working together at the radio station. Wow. When she was like seven. Wow. And she was, um, I got a picture of her with her headphones in the studio. Uh, I remember that PGC, picture. So you know, her it, holding on. It, it makes you feel old. When it does, it's like, man. oh, that's the little girl. It does, yeah. Like I had her recording drops, you know, and everything. <laughs> and she had that little high voice. Hi, I'm on the radio. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is so. Uncle Jay Hall. Right. So this is her official DC visit though. Nice. Like her official one. Right. And so I, uh, you know, we wanted to put the college tour together. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm I'm a Howard alum. H U, you know, I could have <sighs> walked her around Howard and tell her my story, but I wanted to be make everything right and do it mature, you know. Okay. And um I actually booked the actual college tour for her. Nice. You know, and they, they told her stuff that I can't tell you, you know, like numbers. You know, right, and and also too, you forget that people been around you, and sometimes we take for granted. Like they don't really, um, you don't never really get a chance to tell your story. So my niece just thought I just woke up one day and went to Howard. Mm-hmm. She didn't know how things was hard right before she was born, and mm. you know, I just took three hundred dollars and just came to DC off and went. Like she ain't know right. none of that. She right. thought her uncle just went to Howard. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so 
it was important for her to hear my story like separately, mm-hmm. but then I also acknowledged my blind spots and I wanted to, you know, purposely like fall back mm-hmm. and and have her around, you know, black women who can share their story, you know, like a diverse group of right. black women, you know, who want to come around from all parts, you yeah. know, and it wasn't just like, oh, everybody was highly successful. It was just like people had their stories, you know, people yeah. had their struggles. Like me and you, our mutual friend Mark revealed something to us that we were like, what? We had no clue. We had no clue. We see you know? Mark as this nice, like, clean cut, goody, goody guy. Yeah. And he told us when he was in high school, he had like a 1.5 GPA. Yeah. He graduated with a 1.5 GPA. And Mark is like a genius, like when you talk to him. Right. Like, progressive. He had a one, listen, hold up. Let me let me state what the school he went to as well. He had a 1.5 GPA at Gonzaga High School, which is one of the elite high schools. In D.C., <laughs> in correct? In D.C. We yeah, like, yeah. Even, what? what? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we and all of us looked at him because there was more people at the table that knew him. And everyone at the same time was like, what? Like, Mark? Like, really? like you know, and, 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 you know, he talked about how he got to his, you know, his his travel and yeah, how he, he made turned his himself decision. around, yeah. Um, you know, you, you talked about your decision, how your family was kind of, uh, but then when you showed them your, your groundwork, they kind of supported you yeah. and, you know, you put a lot of emphasis on the importance of, um, making a decision that's for you yeah. versus you make a decision that your family want right. to make it. Because know. college is where you really start becoming an adult. It babe. is your first mm-hmm. important adult decision. Yeah. It is your first, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? What your decision you want to make after high school, everything in your life kind of go back to that. Right. You know, those six months after high school. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, if you notice at the brunch, you know, especially like when my one home girl showed up, who's actually from Detroit, you know, she was like the cherry on top mm-hmm. because when she showed up, you know, I got up out of my seat. I went on the other end because mm. I just wanted you guys to kind of just like ah. do that. You understand? Like that was on purpose. Right. So we could just talk to your, your, your niece without you being around. I, nope. I, okay. I totally physically took myself out of the equation. You know, smart. Um, because as a, you know, there's a, it, you know, I don't care even if you're as forward thinking as I am. And I like to pride myself in like opening my ear and hearing yeah. things and everything. But I got blind spots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There is a black woman experience yeah. that I can't really speak on. I can ah. only speak on it from me being raised by black women, yeah. black women that helped me my entire life. Okay. But I need to acknowledge my blind spots. And if I'm going to help her, truly help her, I need to show her this village and have black women step up who have stepped up and helped me, you know what I'm saying, come to this young black young girl who's about to grow and make uh the most important decisions of her life. Aww. And so I wanted that. And, and I wanted to have people around who I know love me, mm-hmm. you know, people who know how important she is to me. And I was very extremely grateful for everybody who showed up. Because, you know, you and I have talked about this. We've been in the, in the last couple of years kind of like coming out of our boxes. Mm-hmm. And you know me for a long time. Like, I've never been like, the most open to like bring everybody in yeah. and I hosting something. Yeah, that is, that is true. Now that I can't true. tell you my anxiety <laughs> was on a hundred. I ain't tell none of y'all that, you know what I mean? Aww. Like my anxiety was on a hundred. He was wondering who's going to show up. Oh man. I, see, I can't do stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom didn't throw parties for me when I was coming up as a kid. Yeah. So the, I can show up for everybody else, Else's, but, right. but the, uh, but for me to make something, it was, no, it was a great turnout. Like it's, we had our own freaking long table. It yeah, looked, it looked like something out of a episode of Insecure. It was, and it was I've always whole... seen people when I walk past <laughs> brunch and be like, "Man, how they make that happen?" They and deep. Then, and then we end up and we filled up every single seat. And, and you did it for a great purpose, but and which was to give your niece some some knowledge and some yeah. guidance. Yeah, and and show her that I haven't been just out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Detroit is a 
different atmosphere from any other place. It's, it's an island, yeah. you know? And the only way you can understand that is when you leave the city mm. and you start seeing other people and things of that nature. And I love my city. You know, I go hard for my city, but yeah, there are a lot of <laughs> things that we, uh, characteristics that we have from the city that help us. Yes. And there are a lot of things that hinder us. Ah, you understand? So I wanted her to make her own decision and be around people and understand like one thing and i close out with this that we're not too good on like mm-hmm. unless you vouch for each unless we unless you vouch for me yeah. i'm not just gonna be like saying what's up to you yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. like if i take you through the city now once i vouch and say yo heat my sister oh it's all love you're gonna get the love you never seen before yeah. but if i just got you standing in the room people walk past you like they don't know you because we don't just be extending mm. our hand like that okay you understand got you and so my niece has a lot of that in her mm-hmm. i had a lot of that in me that's you understand the detroit in y'all it's very much so a city <laughs> thing and anybody who hear me from detroit they know if they not like that they know everybody else in their family is like that. right they know someone like that right and so what was important was when my our one my one friend you know tiff when she said hey you know i get it too mm-hmm. because she said yeah she pointed to me she said your uncle is a lot better at it than i am and i'm still learning mm. she said so the common sense that we've been taught like you know don't go down no dark alley and everything that kept us alive she's yeah. like keep that she said but you are going to have to learn how to kind of come out yeah and yeah say hi to people exactly speak. especially when it comes to networking and right. you know because networking gets you where the the, the the common phrase and 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 your homeboy even mentioned it like my cousin yeah okay there's your cousin okay your cousin even mentioned it when he showed up you know your network is your network and yeah that's a, such a cliche phrase but it is it's so true it is the truth right it is the truth and it's one of the process of getting older that you start to realize that there's a lot of truth in cliches mm-hmm. <laughs> you Man, know what, what? I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what goes around comes around it's like it, common sense and all that <laughs> comment like lord you know what i mean? know these dummies out here right yeah so i i was extremely i mean i can't i haven't really come off of it because we talking about this the whole weekend and, yeah um, it's still fresh it's still fresh so i haven't even really got a chance to really digest the experience and i, I you know i haven't even talked to her to know how she feel about it but yeah and it, we told her to digest it in as well because i know yeah. you said since uh She's 16, so we she has all these adults talking to her at right. once. And then and, and we were, you know, we wasn't even talking down. We were we were being real and genuine. Mm-hmm. And I could tell she 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 gets it, but she, you know, she's still a teenager. She's gonna have to, you know, process it. Right. Know? This is probably her first real big interaction with a group of adults. Right. <laughs> like like this. But I I know she appreciates she appreciates it. I know she appreciates you. I hope so. As well. Nah, she does. I do. No, I, I mean I, 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 I don't try to take it for granted. I hope so yeah. you know teenagers can be teenagers yeah you know well, I, I, I hope so i think everything as teenagers even when getting older we look back and then we realize some things as well so it's, it's gonna stick with her then she's gonna go to college more prepared than probably all of us at the table work no, that now that's true now nah, because i didn't have that <laughs> listen you know? i said i wish i had that because i just went through college blind so i moved <laughs> i moved to another city that i'd never been to before then i'm Man. in college and i'm just out here you yeah know? i didn't know you know you start experience the college broke it's one thing to be high school teenager broke right but, but when you college broke it's like golly right i can't even get a meal like i'm, st- I'm still <laughs> i used to Listen, I used to sneak food in my backpack Son. at the cafeteria. It's like I had something. The thing, I, my favorite thing to, to, to take out the cafeteria. I, I, okay, I can say I stole it. I yes, would, you can at this point. I yes. This way, so early, like for breakfast, I would be at breakfast real early when there's not a lot of people there at breakfast. I would at the salad bar and, and the little breakfast bar, they would have like rolls and loaves of bread and they would have these cinnamon raisin bagels. They would have a whole. <laughs> 
pack <laughs> of cinnamon raisin, raisin bagels. So I would just like put it on my tray and walk over to my seat. And then when nobody's look, I'm looking around. So I'm sticking the whole bag of the cinnamon Yo. raisin bagels into my backpack. Yo. And that would be the my snack thief. throughout the day with some the cinnamon raisin, raisin bagels. The raisin thing, yo. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, it's like the old college bag. College How bag. about I was on Georgia <laughs> Avenue walking all the way up and down Georgia Avenue because back in the day, nobody uh-huh. was going to take my Discover car. I had, a, I had a Discover car. No money. Oh, yeah, nobody was taking Discover. And nobody was taking Discover. Yeah. And I was so broke, but so the, hungry. You know what? And Discover was always the first one on campus. Yeah. That's how I got my Discover car back that's in the all, day. That's all I had. They on campus. They like, yeah, we'll give you a T-shirt. And like, yeah, it's the next thing I know. That's like maxed out. I couldn't <laughs> eat that T-shirt and nobody was going to scan it. They was like, we won't take Discover. And I'm right. all, I'm walking all up and down Georgia. All, I, at this point, I just want a sandwich. <laughs> I literally just want a sandwich, yo. I just yo. want a sandwich. How would China ain't taking a Discover car, Nobody bro? was taking it back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, it's one thing I just thought of real quick. I, I wanted to mention is that. Um, yeah. That was the first time where my whole experience that since I moved to DC and you know and you know later times in life I'll break one day I told people I'm going to actually do an audio and break down my whole story cuz okay. you know people like you know it yeah. and stuff like that. But one thing I will say from that experience that I remember and I was sitting back looking at all of you, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. there was an extension of like a period in my life since I lived out here. Mm. You know, and I was like, wow, like this is the first time I'm actually like passing on something um to somebody mm. you know um, like I, I had something to pass on to and my message is to especially guys you know we get so caught up in i want a son i want a son yeah right yeah and we get so caught up in yo you know people got it you know that's my family you know blood like i, I came up in a culture where like blood just meant you was related uh-huh. right i got aunties uncles and brothers i don't know how they're related to me <laughs> and if i ask my mom how auntie was our auntie i got smacked side the head so like if you come to <laughs> me along, right yo if you come to me right now and say this is my brother and this is a white guy with blue eyes i'm just gonna say how you doing like uh, i was right we gonna I leave was, it at that i was conditioned not to ask questions yep. you know that's what how I'm we saying? are in our community right that's how we are right <laughs> and so you know um i know guys get so caught up in wanting sons mm-hmm. you understand and I, you know, I had little homies under me. I got nephews, all that. But when you have somebody who is really interested in taking on your legacy, mm-hmm. you can't discriminate that just because of their gender. No, you understand. You, you really gotta really look at who's looking at you. No, and if you got somebody that's looking at you, and there's a guy, if she's a, if she's a young woman, if she's mm-hmm. a niece, if she's a, if, if it's a, if it's a nephew, mm-hmm. if it's a cousin, a little homie, whatever, like that's your legacy. Yeah. And I know we get caught up in yo, you gotta have my blood and my DNA, but we see all the time these rich people, or we see like a pro athlete. Yeah. And their their child don't do the same thing they did. They right. go do something totally exactly, different. Exactly. Totally different. Totally different, mm-hmm. right? So. Or it's not that they don't love their parent, but they be like, yeah, actually, I was really close to my uncle who did X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you got somebody that's been paying attention, you mm-hmm. need to pay back attention. And I also say this about you. Um, it's great that you're doing it because, you know, black males, y'all get such a bad rap. And to see that you are a positive black male role model for your niece, that is great because... Even younger, younger girls her age need to see that as well, that there are positive black males out here that, you know, that, that want to help you succeed, especially for somebody like me. Like I, I grew up, you know, I was only a child, you know, I've, I've never met my father, you know, so I, di- I didn't have any positive male role models in my circle Okay. at, at all. And I think we, and we kind of had this discussion 
um, at the brunch, like me and, and Mark, we was talking about how even with male teachers, because I told I told Mark, like he's needed as well because we don't see that many black male teachers right, in right. school. And it made me think about, yo, I didn't have a black male teacher until high school. Like I right. went through all of elementary, junior high. It wasn't until like high school and then of course college. So commend you for being the great black man that you are. That, that's a hell of a title. Mr. J. Hall. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> like I was, I was saying like I'm, I'm trying. We're trying. We all trying. I'm man. trying. But you're, you're doing a great job Cause so I, far. You know, that, that whole <laughs> role model thing, like I, I, I've always I shot away from that. It's yeah, a tag. Like, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, because you pull up my rap sheet. It's like, yo. It's all good. <laughs> but that's, that's all part of your story. We all, you know, all, all of our past, you know, we don't have the best past. Everybody doesn't have the best. But it, it makes us who we are today. And we could use that as less for not only ourselves but for those that look up to us and yeah thank you and, and we can't do it always alone Aww. you know if i didn't have individuals like yourself who Aww. took time out they did because not only was he at the brunch we ended up hanging out later on yeah. you know you and i and all the other stuff so yeah. you know not only you know was that but the vibe and everything was just real cool and um you you gotta really sometimes just look at the people around you and really just kind of take a breath and, and just tell them thank you you know and and when I thought about that, I had more people than that, that I could have called. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, man, I never took time to really yeah. notice that. Yeah, like, you go man. down the line. I mean, they they always going to be around until until she makes the decision. And sorry, she wasn't able to check out uh, Morgan State University. You know, <laughs> the great old Bears. But I get it because of the career field she wants to go into, and I know Morgan doesn't have that. But it's all good. It's all I will good. say that every time there's a tour, <laughs> Morgan is always looking pretty as hell. Like the sun is out. Yeah. When there's a Howard tour, it's it. It was the one day she was here. It rained and it was cold. I did the rest of the weekend. It was like, oh, it was like, all right. Then she get to Howard. It was it's same thing with my younger brother years ago. Same thing with, my, with some couple people I know. When they came to Howard, rain, snow, sleet. The you go to Morgan. Department controls the weather. Shine. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Oh, you sound like you're mad. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Gonna go gonna go there. Go. Let's talk about some hip hop. Right, man. right. Because I was literally about to go like, oh, Southeast was up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about some hip hop, man. Um, it has been a little over a week now since the the tragic passing of Nipsey Hussle. Um, and every day, and I think everybody feels this way. It's just like, wow, this guy really took Nipsey away from us. Yeah. It's like over some some pettiness. Yeah. And then as we keep reading more stories about the reason why Nipsey was at the store in the first place is because, you know, he heard one of his partners had just got home after 20 years and he wanted to lace him with some gear because, you know, when you when you first get out, they giving you the same thing that you had or, or whatever. Which you, you walked in with. Which, which you walked in yeah. with. So he's like, okay, let me lace my man up with some gear. And, you know, his his bodyguard feeling remorse because Nipsey left out the house and didn't tell nobody. He thought he was just going to run to the store real quick, lace his mans, and, and, and that's it. The, the story about his brother rushing there, like, just out. Every surrounding story, and not, not just a sad story. There are a lot of positive stories. Can I tap on something just yes. real quick? Go I'll right you, ahead. And, and my apologies. No, you're good. I'm, and I'm not trying to make this comparison in mm-hmm. a sense, but you, if you notice, the people that have been taken, especially in, in our community, mm-hmm. it's always that one time where, like, they were just kind of, like, chilled or there was something. Yeah. You know, like Malcolm, I mean, uh, Martin went out to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nipsey just, I'm just going to run here, be right back. Right. You know, uh, Malcolm, they said there's that 
there's that conversation. They say he was kind of just walking around the place first before he actually went in. Right, just pacing right. around. Just just chilling, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, just simple and, and stuff. Just simple. And it, and it always seems to be that time. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, it's not like he didn't have security. Right. Right? It's not like, you no, know, you're, you're like, man, you need to have security. It's like, but it's that one moment. That one time where you think like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, right. I'm just running out to do this. I'm just, I'm going to my own store. Yeah. You got to think of it my like that. Plaza. My own plaza. Let's get that correct. He owned his, I'm going to yeah. my own business. Yeah. Where I get a lot of love there anyway. I'm doing so much for this Who community. Who to say he never been around this dude? I mean, he's been around this guy before. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to my own, understand probably like if he was going to like, club or somewhere different i'm going to my spot where i likely feel the safest outside of my home yeah i probably feel the safest in my own place of business because i'm doing so much for this this neighborhood i am hiring people here in this old neighborhood like i could go here i'm, I'm good i'm just, I, I could i could chill in the parking lot right and just and just shoot the breeze right and this this guy and like, i didn't fight the guy i didn't beat down the guy right it's just the guy is it's, it's something about pride and ego man it's like that just somebody said talk to you a certain way and you feel the need to take someone's life just because they talk to you a certain way well we need to be be really honest and transparent yeah the, the hood is sensitive as hell it is like yeah. let's like you know the tough guy situation. When you really think about it, mm-hmm. when I remember when Hove used to have that that line, he's like, "God shouldn't be emotional. That's a female, female trait." Trait, yep. And you look back on it, shout out to Hove, but that was some BS mm-hmm. because it's like when you think about the fact that you're gonna shoot somebody over what they said, mm-hmm. you're gonna jump somebody over what they they looked at you. Mm-hmm. I'll be a little bit more transparent. You know, I forgot to tell you this. You know, I work with kids. My kids got in a huge brawl. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say where I work at, but it was mm-hmm. like right there on Georgia Avenue. My kids got a huge brawl with some local dudes because I'm a counselor, just for everybody to know, not my kids' kids, but um, and, and and because one of the dudes looked at them funny. Wow. Right? And yeah. it's, it's, it's conditioned very, very young. And it, it's like, it is. It and, is. I mean, he dropped his bag. He was like, yo, what's up? So it was like it is, but dude, we are taught. We are taught that as a kid. We're taught very that you can't let you can't let that ride. Right. Or somebody look at you. It makes me think back to when I was a kid in elementary school. We used to call it gritting on you. Okay. And somebody looked at you like that. Like looked you up and, and we down. said oh, grimming, so we we was all in the G. We was close, we was close. <laughs> so we was like, oh, so like, why were you gritting on me? And, the, and right there, that would cause a fight. And somebody right. would grit on you. I'm looking at you now. You look, you still got it in your little bit. I'm looking at your hand. I'm backing up like, okay. All of the southeast. Is 2019. Out of me. Right. We in 2019. I'm sorry. Come on, he. Okay. <laughs> it's your brother. East, I'm not. Right. I'm out in Hampton East no more. Let me put my hand. <laughs> Count everything red in the room. <laughs> Listen, dude. Listen, it comes back, and, and 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 like you said, but even us acting like this, how it's just instilled in us, yeah, from kids and and our and our wish, and, and I'm and everybody has done a lot of thinking and a lot of soul searching from this whole situation. I did. Yeah. I didn't realize I was going to be doing this much soul searching yeah. as I as I did, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it happened around, it, it was on April 1st when the news was popping. So when people I was around was talking about, yeah, this and this and this, I wasn't even paying, I was like, man, April Fool's, man. Yeah. That's I, the first thing that came to my mind. I was under the award show and I was at the Whammy Awards and Internet James, who's a rapper from the area, he won an award. And when he went up there to accept his award, he was like, hey, y'all, like, um, can we have, like, a Nipsey Hussle just died. And, and the whole crowd was like, what? Yeah. It was in shock. Yeah, he's yeah. like, that's my favorite rapper. Can we have a little moment of silence real quick for for, for Nipsey Hussle? And then, then after the moment, you saw everybody just go on their phones. So like, are you serious? Like, yeah. 
like 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 it's wild but like you saying about the soul searching and 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 and, and looking at things because i think it's it's so tough we the, the thing that that jacks us up is and and with anybody it, it, it not just nipsey it could happen to anybody that is similar to him where you see a guy that was doing so much good you know he was doing things for his community he was trying to build things up you know we always hear now uh buy back the block and, and invested and you know the documentary the, the uh, dr sebi documentary and uh, so many things he had in the works and, and to see that he came he's a guy that made it you know we you know he came from his past but even when he was changing we look back at the old interviews like he's always been a smart guy even from the start even from the start right and i mean he's he talking about property and you know yeah. equity and stuff like that yeah and it was growing he was he was getting more of of the shine that you know a lot of the the nipsey hustle fans from the beginning wanted him to get right he was getting it so he hadn't even to us he he hadn't even reached his 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 prime yet we knew it was coming because the week before that's when the gq magazine interviews and photos dropped with him and lauren london right so you know you make it the gq magazine you know that's a that's a very mainstream magazine. i mean to a lot of people victory it, lap the album itself was yeah. like a premiere album mm-hmm. it is know, a lot of people were not familiar with it, his it was work a, beforehand a, and and to those of us that have been following his career mm-hmm. it felt like a premiere album in a sense because it seemed like everything was right Mm-hmm. And when Victory Lap dropped, yeah. you felt the difference in even in, as as an artist. Yeah, listening to Victory Lap versus listening to the Marathon and mm-hmm. stuff like that from he released previously, Crenshaw. Yeah, the Victory Lap felt like yo, he here, mm. he's here. Like you right. can't you can't deny him now. It was such a solid album. You 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 could not de- like every time there was a down period in music, like when we would have like three. You know, especially in 2018, when we yeah. would have like two, three weeks when nobody really dropped, yeah. I would go back to Victory Lap. Yeah, shout out to D Woods, man, because he loved that album so much. And, and one of the last episodes we did, uh, and one of the clips I posted was, was him going so hard about Victory Lap. It was after it was after the Grammys when, okay. we, when we did our podcast. And Cardi episode. B had won over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I remember listening to that show. <laughs> we did our podcast episode. Shout out to you, Woods. Grammys, and he was going and like he was like yelling at me. I'm like, are you yelling at me? Shout like, out, I, shout like, out, Woods. I, I know it's a good album, son. I I like the album. Don't he yell was, at me. He was sincere, though. He was sincere. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was sincere. Because I know I played Status Symbol Part 3 uh-huh. all day. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel him on that. But at the end of the day, it's like it, it felt like so many things were coming into play because Victory Lap dropped, and then we all just watched on YouTube the opening of his store. Yeah. You understand? It felt like so many things were lining up for him. And In it, his favor. And it was a tribute to getting older because yeah. you know we have such a get rich die young type of atmosphere mm-hmm. especially in hip-hop right. right and he was really showing you kind of like it was you know um my partner academic said this and that really stuck with me he was like picture if T- tupac would have lived to be in his 30s because mm, tupac was only 25 only 25 you know like, I mean? that's, his, that's so young his career was from age oh my two. His, and, but here's the thing we think about when Pac and big died yeah. but we don't think about like they came out at age 20 yeah 21 yeah 225 yeah. right we ought to be happy we got what we got out of them that was that short, point, right? such greatness at such a young age yeah, for at, guys. at 20 gosh. i don't know if i had that mentality you listen yet, at 25 right? i know i was still wild and trying still to figure wilding. out what the hell i was doing so if Pac would have reached 30 you know, Nipsey Hussle was 33, Ooh, right? Yeah. So you think, for example, he's 33. Man, if he would have made it to Jay-Z's age. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We, we were seeing that. He probably would have been dead better than whole because yo, why not? His, his smarts, his his business smarts were what he was doing. I think it happened. And we, and we know, you know, we can't knock 
Jay-Z's business smarts. But, By no means. But I think we could say as far as outside of music, more so business side, that uh, that Nipsey was definitely ahead of Jay-Z at that age. Well, it's because Nipsey, when he came out, he didn't have a Jay-Z. Yeah. Right? We yeah. got to think, you know, Hove came out. There was no Hove yeah. before then. I mean, at... By a few, it was the Russell Simmons, it yeah. was the masterpiece, yeah. and those guys were still young, and yeah. we keep forgetting that. How young they, everybody really is. They were all still young. You know, maybe Jay was maybe seven years or five or six years younger than Russell at that time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, when they came out, versus that whole just had a lot of work mm-hmm. for us to come up and like look at and be like, okay, I can either do this or do better than that. And Nipsey to me was an example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was doing better than Hove was at thirty three. In a sense, he was doing yeah, better than Hove was at twenty nine. Definitely right. And you and you had that, and it felt like when you really start to sit back and assess everything, it's like, man, they took something from us. Yeah. And no disrespect to no other rapper who has passed in these past couple of years because exactly. I've, I've mourned them just about all of them, yeah. right? But Nipsey, this one stuck. It felt like you took something. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's the path that he's, that we all saw that he yeah. was on. Like, we was ready to see the next moves that he was doing. Like, yo, this is great. You know, he's like, like wow, like, like what what's next? Like, he his, his business sense was so great like like most people probably got familiar when he did the whole thing where he dropped his mixtape and was charging a hundred dollars for it yeah that and that was a great <laughs> idea and then jay-z bought like what 30 of them or something yeah, like that a nice amount of them yeah and, and and he hadn't even met hove at that time right but that's that's the respect that this man had like i said i never saw anybody the the whole and, and, and this is my thing as well this this is how you know that that the guy was doing some great things. Usually, when we hear about a rap artist um, passing, and you know they like to, the media likes to dig up the the bad side. I don't think I've seen a negative article published. That's real. About this I never man. thought about that, and I watched CNN like faithfully, and nobody was like. They didn't even dig up nothing in his past, like you know, Thug Life rapper. Right. They, they like they haven't done because like when XX died, or even when Mac died, like yeah. they were talking about. Well, you know, he's had past drug right. problems. XX did X one, but with Nip, all the articles I've come across in mainstream media. When I say mainstream, the fact that I think they they put them on Rolling the cover, Stone, Billboard, the cover of the Wall, the Wall Street Journal, Wall Street Journal, you know, the LA Times. Like I haven't seen a a negative article written about this man. Yet. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think the way he died. And I hope I don't ever see a negative article written about him. I hope not, right? Yeah, and and I hope the way he died, it should be a challenge to some of the things that we be repeating, but mm-hmm. we don't really necessarily know why we say, like, and I'm gonna go there. The whole, you know, what you put out in this world, you get back. Yeah, that's not true. Huh? Because we have to understand, like, evil just exists, yo. Yeah, it exists. Yes, no, you shouldn't go around treating people like crap, mm-hmm. right? And there's a there there might be a time when you might treat somebody like crap. If you treat an abundance of people like crap, it might come, they might come back, right? Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, it's kind of like, and I might be going a little left, but to those of us who watch Game of Thrones, like when the Red Wedding happened, everybody was like, oh, and they were tweeting the writer, and the writer was like, look, bad things happen. Right. Like, get over it, right? Yeah. The good guy don't always win. It, it, it doesn't. I know 
we have, especially in Western culture, like we romanticize a lot of things. We watch movies. We always think like the good guy gonna win, or yeah. you know, maybe it's because something that you did, you put out. You know, when 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 XX died, it was like you know you put out this evil, but it was like yeah. no X got robbed. Like that could have been me that in that sense, anybody, right? Yeah. You ride in a nice car, them guys saw mm-hmm. you. you catch you they went to go get. They caught you slipping, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, my man, um, Chinks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ride through his own plot, right? And I, the reason why I identify with Nipsey so much because I am somebody when I go back. I, so anytime. They show you clips of Detroit. They show you the worst possible areas, yeah, right? They always yeah. show you the worst, yeah. right? I hate, Unfortunately, I'm from that, right? And right. mind you, in Detroit, we don't have like a good side or bad side or none of that good Got stuff. You. But when they show you those parts, those abandoned houses, all that, those yeah. are like literally like my neighborhoods. So when I go ride down my block, I literally got to stand outside and do the clap. Like, yo, yo. Like, I can't just ride down my neighborhood. My neighborhood's damn near abandoned, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. And so I go down there whenever I... I touch base just to holler at folks and just dap them up, whatever. This situation had me thinking twice about that mm. because what is there to say about that one time? Who did I? Who did I defend? Who did I offend the last time I just rolled right. through? Right. Who, who did you say uh, a word to that people took that word? They wrong just wasn't, and they still holding on. Who to did that I grudge dap up? Who, who did I dap up that they didn't feel that dap? Right. Right. Or oh, you missed dapping somebody. Somebody probably came up behind you. You didn't even see him. Yeah. You're like, oh, word. it really had me replaying mm. times where somebody was like, you know, such as a down the street, and I was like, oh, I'll just catch him later. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I left. But how did that person feel when I said I catch him later? That didn't come see me. That right. didn't come see. And it had me thinking about that, and I shouldn't have to think like that when it comes to my own place where I'm yeah. from, born and raised, right true. here on this block, putting that work like that, and I come back and I show love, but what am I to do now? Because I got to yeah. think about my life. We just talked about my niece. I ain't trying to go out yeah. because I was just riding through my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, Nips was completely comfortable. Mm-hmm. That could have been me and you not calling our bodyguard because why would I have to call my bodyguard? Right, right. He was a business owner. Right. I, at my own store. Does Bill Gates got to worry about walking in front of Microsoft? Exactly. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to something that's still Nipsey related, and we were out and about this weekend when this news happened. I think what I was in the car and I, I we was at a light and I, and I looked at my phone and saw Kodak Black was the number one trending topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and I was together. You was like, wait a minute, you know Kodak is number one, and me and you just kind of I just shook my head because we, we knew it wasn't nothing, for, nothing positive. No, we was like, what did this little roach say now? Um. So my what, first thought, just y- to tell yes. you, I thought he was probably going on a rant about the whole Dr. CB thing. Because Call that black? Yeah, Call because I don't know who Dr. CB is. Okay, let's be 100. <laughs> let's be 100. Most of those people who were putting up posts, putting up memes, they didn't know who Dr. CB was. I, I'm sorry for pronouncing his name incorrectly. It's Dr. CB, ain't it? Isn't it? CB? Maybe we should look it up. All right, Dr. CB, we, 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 just, we just pause for a second. And, and, so we can pronounce it correctly, and, right? We can pronounce it correctly. So I, I didn't want to do any disrespect towards CB, his name. Yeah. True, yeah. Um, so what I was saying is I thought Kodak probably said something about that. And what I was saying is a lot of people <laughs> didn't know who Dr. CB was until. Kodak is not going nowhere to even look but this up. But my saying is a lot of people didn't know they were going by with somebody else retweeted. It was, it was a lot of little Kodaks out there. People were just reposting things and retweeting things and thinking that Nipsey died because of Dr. CB. It, it, was, a it was a whole conspiracy. It was a whole conspiracy. So I, I thought. And I, I understand why people would think that. So. I, I, I take I take issue with that. Not to go too why? far. I take issue with that because I feel like every time. When, especially us people as color, whenever we get so high up, it's like we had to sign the Illum- um We had to, we had to make a deal with the devil. Like Jay Z and Beyonce is in Illuminati. First of all, the Illuminati has to be the worst <laughs> secret society ever. 
because for them to be a secret society, we all know who they are. Right? This is funny. I, I one time told a friend that like I feel like only black people know who the Illuminati the, is. Talk about the Illuminati, yeah. and, we, and we asked some white people. And it was like, dude, we had some white, some, some white friends that they had. It was like, do y'all talk about the Illuminati? They was like, what? No. And y'all probably thinking like, oh, they probably in it. Every time, it. every time we make a certain <laughs> achievement, it always has to be like, oh, well, we mm-hmm. made like a deal. And every time we die, it always to be some sort of conspiracy. Instead of acknowledging the thing that happened right in front. This, no. was, this was some typical, this was some real hood stuff that was in front of us. Right there, and I'm not saying that we don't have reason to pause. Exactly, like, I'm, I'm not, I get why that. our people are so into conspiracy theories because we've had so much happen to us where the government, yeah, of course, the government has done stuff. You know, there was a whole neighborhood in Philly that got bombed that a lot of people didn't learn about until a few years ago. If that's the case, <laughs> then everybody, Dr. CB worked with other people. Then why aren't they dead or they're yeah. not assassinated? Well, let's not go into this. Like back like to that Black, because we could listen. This is starting a whole new show. Yeah, I'm, sorry. Have I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tweet me. I'm, I'm not ready. I just want to say it disrespectful to the family, and we didn't allow them to mourn before we started coming up with conspiracy theory. So I'm, I'm yes. off that. So okay. I thought, back to Kodak. I thought Kodak was on that. Okay. And then you was like, yo, Kodak is talking about Lauren London. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, so like, what? Kodak Black was on Instagram Live, and he said along the lines of, Lauren London is a whole widow out here. You know, I, I could be her shoulder to cry on. I'll, I'll, give her, I'll give her a year to get over the passing of Nipsey, then I'll shoot my shot. We're like, dude. This man hasn't been gone a full week yet. So, did you hear about the repercussions of that before we? Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, listen, we get into all because you and I, you and I got so early. That's all I was saying. No, no, no. Yeah. I've been following my brother. Okay, cool, cool. I've been following. This is the first podcast where I didn't even have to have notes for what this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to write ah, down notes for this food. Then excuse me. Then. <laughs> listen, excuse me. My apologies. Listen. So yes, he's saying these ignorant comments when, like I said, Nipsey hasn't even been gone a week yet. <laughs> You're thinking that, and what? Why are you thinking that? Because I saw people trying to defend him and saying, "Man, a lot of guys thinking the same thing." Now you ask. I'm gonna ask you as a guy. For even me as a woman that likes women, I'm somebody loses their their husband, their partner, the their the father of their child. I'm not thinking like, oh, they single now, time to shoot the shot. I'm thinking, yo, this person is going through it. They done lost their soulmate. I'm not trying to slide in the DMs. So you help me understand, because I saw people defend Kodak. Because of that. They was like, oh, a lot of people are thinking it. So, you know, when I was telling you earlier when it came to my niece about blind spots? Yeah. This might be one. Okay. So, although you might be into women, there's still some conditioning when it comes to, in the, in the sense of how certain men think. Yes. That you, you know, you just That's why I like, help, to, I was right? like, help me understand so, how men think. So, let me speak objectively first. Okay. Is Kodak speaking for a number of people who might be thinking that way? Absolutely. Mm. It's, that's just, mm-hmm. yes, he mm-hmm. is. If we didn't love Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. it wouldn't just it. It don't matter, right? Right. So is he speaking for a number of people who are probably having that conversation high in their crib and all the other stuff? Is mm-hmm. he their voice? Yes, he is. Mm. Is it appropriate? No, but that doesn't mean he's not thinking it. Mm. He could have just and, kept and, his mouth closed. And I can't even blame it on his age because I know grown men who are probably saying that in the room right now when they when Nipsey Furley died and they were having their drinks. I, 
See, here's what didn't happen since the world has become more politically conscious and correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people aren't necessarily learning from the mistakes. They're just learning not to say things in front of other people. That is true. So what they're doing is, and what Kodak is kind of like a master at, is that he just puts the IG live on. He just go. He's giving you a view mm-hmm. of uncensored people, how they talk when ain't nobody around. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And he is, you know, he say project baby. He is your social media baby. Yeah. Where. Oh, turn it on. We 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 because if you look Doing at whatever, it, yeah. If you look at the IG live, he got his back turned. He just he he's really just, he, he really just, yeah. He's not ranting in front of you no, drinking. A, he's, he's having his regular convo with right. his boys. So what what was they saying? You know what I'm saying? Well, they said one guy was said too soon, bruh. Right. So I mean, I'm saying like yeah, not yeah, necessarily yeah. literally like what they were saying, but he didn't to, plan this out to get to that point. That's just his off to the get top that thinking. Kind of, yeah. So do men? Are there men who are thinking that? Absolutely. Is it is it wrong? No. And here's the thing about hip hop. Yeah, I get it. Is it disrespectful? It was totally disrespectful. But hip hop yeah. been disrespectful to women since the moment it dropped. And I'm I'm, I'm yeah. and, and I get it. And we, we gonna upset. get more to that when it comes to Kodak. Yeah, yeah. but he. I mean, but there I, are people who are thinking that. There are people that are probably plotting that. There are mm-hmm. people who are going to be looking at her like that. There are people who are going to be following her because of that. Mm-hmm. There are men who are going to look at it like that, and they're not gonna care. Those are weirdos. They are, Good but gracious. but they not gonna care. But they'll do it with anybody. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll do that. You understand? They'll do mm-hmm. it to do it around the corner from them that they knew. We all knew that guy who was with that bad girl in our neighborhood, and when he got murdered, that you know, when the dope boy got murdered, everybody didn't waste no time. My gosh. They was the five heartbeats. Remember the five heartbeats? The dude <laughs> Red came to the funeral and was like, "You shouldn't be alone right now, Eleanor." That was real. <sighs> okay, so let's this. I'm not going to dwell on that part of the Kodak situation <laughs> much longer. <laughs> to me, it's just that some guys are just weirdos. Um, people started responding. Celeb, celebs started responding to him and told him that he needs to basically check himself and apologize. We had one of the first people to say something was Ti. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, he Ti used his, you know, big angry words. He said expeditiously. He did. He said expeditiously. When Ti says expeditiously, you know, he really means what he's talking about. He pronounces better than I do. Uh, Tank, I, I was surprised. Tank said something. Tank said something. Uh, and what else? The game. The game went. It was a little bit more aggressive. The, the game uh, said things in the way that the game says things. And on Ti's Instagram, Kodak Black reply like you know or what <laughs> like what you gonna do to me if i don't apologize right so here is a situation that arise from these artists saying that kodak should apologize this is not the first time kodak has been in the news because we know just like <laughs> t- just two weeks ago before this was it two weeks how Jeez. he was going at young ma and it was very disrespectful the things that he was saying to young ma you know he put her put her in a song saying he want to do stuff to her and then you know she she's replying about how she feels how it's weird and he's like i don't get how you know you're a woman you don't want your pussy penetrated as i'm like dog like you sound like these dumb guys that i be running into sometimes be like oh how you like you like women or like how you know that you know i'm like dog i like don't cross that boundary like it's dumb right for you to think that you could be quote unquote turn out somebody or or stuff like that so i was offended as well that he was doing these things towards young inmate and also just kodak's background because he he has a trial coming up soon for sexual assault right so and he said things about dark-skinned women he said 
every time this fool says something crazy is in relation to disrespecting women. Disrespecting black women. This was disrespecting black women. It's yeah. a problem. So with his track record of all this, with you know the the, the sexual assaults, with saying things about dark skinned women for harassing young and May, because that's what that is. That is her, her, her harassment. Like I, I've been in that position. Like okay. I, I I know how. Like it's very uncomfortable where we make it clear. Like dog, I don't like penis. I'm get like stop. Like <laughs> and I shouldn't have to explain. I this shouldn't to have you. to explain it to yeah. you. Like like stop it. It took a, a lot of people feel like these artists, T.I. Games, so on and so on. Y'all wasn't coming to Lauren's defense. Y'all just riding more so with Nipsey. Mm-hmm. And that's why y'all doing this. This is not about Lauren because they say in the games, uh, I think, video. There's like, listen to how, to how he's talking. He really it was all about or listen to how. They're talking. It's more so Nipsey. It ain't about don't disrespect this woman. It's like, yo, you can't do this to my mans. Yeah. Um. <sighs> and to be honest with you, that's a blind spot that even the most open-minded guy sometimes miss it. Yeah. Um, last week when people were upset at Amari Hyrick for kissing Beyonce, even though Hope was right there. Yeah. It was a lot of dudes that was more like, how you going to disrespect this woman like that, right? Uh-huh. And so you're still upset about the whole, like, looking at Beyonce like property. Yeah. In that sense. Uh huh. And so you're upset at him because it's about you respect the man. Mm-hmm. You take someone like Game, who just what, a month ago released a track where he's talking about sleeping with Joe Button's um, fiance. Yeah, and whole Kim K and Kim. all this. I mean, how many rappers say disrespect Kim K? Right. Regardless of how I feel about the Kardashians, I would never disrespect another man's wife like that. Regardless of how I feel about right. Kanye and his, his, his present choices. Right. Who cares about the past? Like, this man it, it is has, married. They're, she's married right, right now. Who cares right. if y'all smashing the that past? Has, that has nothing to do with that, right? right. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and it goes with what we were saying, or what I was saying earlier, is like, hip-hop has been disrespectful mm-hmm. when it comes to women, definitely when it comes to black men. Again, mind you, Kodak is, you gotta keep in mind, we don't really listen when people are really telling us who they are. Kodak tell you, Project Baby. You understand? <laughs> like, he's, what I'm saying is, yeah. is that Hip-hop is now in full swing. We are now seeing the kids that are, are coming up yeah. who don't remember when hip-hop was not around. Yeah, that is true. You understand what I'm saying? We are now seeing the kids that are coming up where this is all they know. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking as someone who had a mentality somewhat like that. Who I'm, I'm, not, I'm not speaking from this higher mighty guy. I'm speaking mm-hmm. from someone who, yo, when Snoop Dogg told me ain't no fun, I, it wasn't no fun. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Shit, but Hoes, that's, that was my motto. Yeah, like, I remember I don't, that era. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, dude, that conditioning was real. It like, was. It took me a second to start looking back on some of my behavior and being like, yo, man, I was wrong. It was no reason to do that, mm-hmm. right? It was just, yo, if she ain't your mama, like you know what I mean and that's mm-hmm. the mentality that I was come up regardless of the fact that I was raised around a lot of good black women but my attitude was like well they not those black women so F them mm-hmm. right I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat yeah. them how I treat them right. and so Kodak is a product of that and so I get it those rappers and those men they feel like they riding for Nipsey and I want to say, like, there's nothing wrong with riding for your friend, but you it shouldn't is. do it at the expense of ignoring Lauren if yeah, you're going to ride. Exactly. But I also feel like it's a contradiction to that because T.I., who's my favorite rapper, yeah. he had a song called Limelight when they talking about running through baby mamas and everything. That was somebody in Atlanta who was upset about that, bro. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We already know games history. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we talking about really here? Like, mm-hmm. if we, Kodak is giving you back what you guys been feeding him. Mm. 
You understand? Like this is hip hop has to change. We have to evolve. Yeah. We are still doing that. If you mad at Kodak, cool. I get it. I wasn't cool. We, I was with you. I wasn't cool with what he said Lauren London. I thought it was inappropriate. But at the same time, we can't be selective about we're gonna be upset at Kodak in particular and we don't act like where this come from. Yeah. He just disrespected Young and May. None of y'all even Nobody wrote for her. Nobody wrote for Young and May because right. y'all felt like since she a boy anyway, she can ride for herself. Exactly. Let's it, be one hundred. Listen, listen, that's exactly what I thought because even even with me being uh whatever label you want to put on me for the sake of this conversation. You're just heat. It, I'm uh, no, I'm just me being a dom stud whatever, somebody that dresses and looks the way I do, quite similarly to how young, young M.A. dresses and whatnot. Uh, I, people probably feel like that. If someone disrespects me, they're like, oh, but you, like, you you tough. Like, no, like, I'm still a woman. Still, still. <laughs> I'm still a woman. Yeah, I'm wearing s- some Hanes boxer briefs right now and, and, and sports bras because I don't know what size I wear in women's anything because this is how I've dressed for the last <laughs> 20 plus years when I, when I was able to start buying my own clothes for myself. That doesn't mean that I'm still not a woman. So if a dude is disrespecting me on this front, yo, my fellow guys, check, you know, like, yeah. Check. I'm, I'm still a black woman being disrespected. It don't matter if, if I'm wearing men's clothes. And yo, you know, it's so crazy that you say that because, listen, I, I it goes to show you how I still openly have to check myself, no matter uh, how far along I've come. Right. Right. You know, I'm on chats with dudes and everything. And, it's, and I you know, I remember when I was just talking to you this past week and we were talking about somebody like, yo, she got nudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I showed you. And I was like, yo, he's still a woman. That's still disrespectful that I'm walking around. With you. Let me delete this. But they had put it on the thread and I saved it, right? But it, it really hit me later on. Like, yo, he's still a woman, bro. Like, like mean, you can't just go in like that. And I, and, I, and, I, and I only put that out there to say, like, I'm not perfect. Like, yes. I'm not perfect by no means. There's still some, some learning I have to do. Yeah. But I'm looking back on it, and I'm only saying Kodak is the, he is the prime example mm. of everything we've been grooming in our society when it comes to us as men have been behaving. And I'm definitely pointing the finger at hip-hop. You guys are mad at him? Okay, cool. Y'all want to ride for him and all that? But go back and listen to y'all records that y'all talking about. Or some mm. of y'all 30-plus rappers, some of you 30-plus rappers that are still rapping like the way you were back when you was 25. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Hove is one of the few that's talking about, yo, man, I shouldn't have did that and I did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like one of the few. But I mean, shout out to Tip. Like I, I love Tip. Like I said, that's my favorite rapper. But yeah. Tip ain't making no four, four, four. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's not. And and, and Tip's well, my guy. Well, he made a nice political album that got overlooked. He he goes political, but yeah. he's not talking about himself as a man in the sense of like the okay. way Hov did. And I'm not gotcha. saying he should. We know Game ain't about to do it, and I love Game too. Hmm. But we're literally talking about these examples of people, and you guys are upset when it stare you back in the face because it's hitting close to somebody that you like somebody that you love and you're still ignoring the woman honestly this is something that i really hope that we kind of dead because mm. of i can't imagine being a lauren london's position mm. when you losing a partner like yeah. that, that you've been riding with yeah. and then you got to hear this ignorance out here because like oh you said gosh. there's so many layers to it that's it what is. kodak said himself right yeah. and then like you said there's these so-called gentlemen that are not really riding for you they're riding, riding for somebody for that's dead exactly there's so many layers to that yeah. that i know that's beyond that and it's almost like we're missing we keep that is how I feel about the conspiracy theory. Um, he, mm-hmm. we keep missing the fact that this man was taken from us over mm-hmm. some BS, mm-hmm. over some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we we keep missing that. It's like we get all these distractions that we 
forcefully put ourselves in. Now we got to talk about Kodak. Mm. Now we got to talk about Dr. CB. It's like instead of looking at the actual fact, this man was chilling in front of his place, a business that he owned, that he's been giving back to the community, right. and he was gone, and right. now he's he's his kids are going to grow up with Right. Him. Our focus should be how can we avoid more of this happening, not just for superstars, but our own Nipsey's and our own background, our, our own where people, our own family, our own community. Yeah. That, that should really be the focus. How can we pick up from where he left off? And we just saw in the video in LA of all the gangs coming together Yeah, and everybody, cause LA is on fire right now. Everybody yeah. that we've talked to have said, yo, LA is on fire. Yo. This was not a move that was cool. No. Even on some street-ish. This no. was not something that was approved. No. This is not something you're going to get props for. Right. I don't even know why dude ran. You should have drove straight to the police station. Dog, like, you, do you know what you just did and what yeah. you just started? Like, do you, I don't think you understand. He like, wasn't thinking straight yeah. at all. I, I heard when they picked him up, he was at a mental institution. I'm like, please don't try that. Uh, yeah. that that angle. Don't 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 try that angle, sir. No, to try to get you know a, a, a easier sentence. Please don't try that. Angle, yeah, sir. I, I hope not. But you know, but I'm hoping that through these conversations, these tough conversations that we're having, and with voices like yourself, I'm hoping we can get to the point where we can, because if we're gonna get anything from Nipsey's untimely demise mm-hmm. is a conversation like you just said like yo y'all not riding for Lauren y'all riding for him mm-hmm. and it's a layer to that protect yo, black women protect black women listen 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 to black women and protect black women thank you because we're not listening no because a, a lot of black women have been saying from the beginning that Kodak Black is is trash <laughs> when yeah. it comes to how he is towards women and then it it, it, it took it Sadly, it, it, it took this that y'all start realizing. I hope y'all y'all pay more attention and again listen to black women. Yeah, and as far as the same to me goes to the so-called radio stations that are playing his music. Oh yeah, if you're gonna start that man, ninety percent of hip hop going to be about it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot it's more people like, y'all need to pull. And he only got really one song. He don't care about radio play. This new era kid, you, you they don't what? really care about. Oh, that. believe me, I, be, I bet the label cares. You think so? Oh hell yeah, Atlantic Records. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me let me shut up. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Atlantic Records cares, and that's probably why we got a half-ass apology, which was just as horrible as <laughs> his his first yeah. dumbass comments because yeah. he gets on there. He didn't even say Nipsey Hussle's name. He kept saying, "I ain't like rest in peace, dude." I mean, disrespect. Dude. Like he didn't say Nipsey Hussle's name once, and he was and he also the dumbest. Like you know, if y'all think I disrespect her, which I didn't. Like, he's still throwing out a challenge. He's he's still he's still, which can go so many different ways because I don't want Kodak to get killed. No, no, we we don't want anybody else to lose their lives in in music. We never want anybody to lose their lives. What what I do want for like, I think one question that has came up, and I I, I think I saw one of the Master P's homies post this is like this dude has no OGs around him. That's something I did. You now nah, let's let's see. The we, we brought we brought this up the other day. Let's talk like, about the genius of Heat for a quick second. We was second. like, wh- who was his manager? When the news dropped, you pointed out something to me that I overlooked. Was J Cole told us in Middle Child mm-hmm. that Kodak remind him of people he came up with. He wished he had, he had more, more guidance. guidance. Kodak. I mean, the Co- fact you, that you, you don't see OGs around Kodak. J Cole made a song and mentioned how bad you gotta be. If what? that if that stuck on J Cole's head, that like yo, I'm gonna put Kodak Black in the song and mention like yo, he's a, he, you know he he's cool dude, but he needs more guidance around. He does him. you don't see OGs around? What him. did J Cole see when he met Kodak? Right, and J Cole's been around enough where you know he's seen some stuff. <laughs> right, 
So what did J. Cole? J. Cole didn't been around J. Rock. All these other guys. What the he heck? He come around Kodak and he like, yo, this is real. He needs some guidance. Yeah. For real. And I tweeted that out the other day, too. I'm like, yo, J. Cole said it best. Like, this boy needs guidance. And I don't even hear about who's here. I, I, and we in the era where we tend to know who's the, the person beside the person or helping the person or part of like the way team. we do with quality control. We know with quality control, who's working with who, you know, who J. Cole, like... It's, it's, it's pretty much a nice group of artists we know. Like, oh, yeah, like, this this is, like, who the hell is working with this guy? Is he just yeah. out here navigating, like, with, with no GPS and I think streets? And I think the problem is, is that he Let came, me drive the boat. I think the problem is he came up without that. So even if you a were to have A lot of people some, do. But even if you were to come, if someone was to step in, mm-hmm. would he really listen at this point? That's true, because you told me about the whole Master P yeah, that situation. relationship didn't go too well. I guess there was an attempt to have him link with P, and when to you get start, some when you and I start googling, it was headlines, and we're only saying that these were headlines because I'm not going to like I invested in the story too much because I I I'm real careful about my time mm-hmm. and my time investing in Kodak Black is kind of like, uh. Mm-hmm. but all the headlines was like Kodak was accusing P of charging him for advice, and it, it the relationship didn't go well. It was an mm-hmm. attempt to have some guidance, it didn't go well. So uh. if you're not going to listen to a P. Uh, or someone P like, huh. then who are you really going to listen to? Is my question. Like, who did Kodak he, he, Black come up with? He admired that he'll really listen to. You know who who comes to mind when I think about this situation? Who Gucci Mane? Okay, because Gucci Mane has been through similar stuff. Where Gucci Mane had that era where he was wilding. Gucci That's Black, real. like I, I read, I, I, I talked about this book so much in the last few days. Gucci Mane's autobiography is really good. I keep hearing that it is. It is because we see where he is now. And, you know, the nice, healthy fit. This man got abs and everything. And and we see where he, where he came from. But to actually read about it, about what he went through and how he, you know, he he he's the Gucci man that we see now. I'm like, this is the only person that could probably get through the Kodak Black. Gucci can. <laughs> Gucci is that guy. He 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 can touch the people that. Some, yeah. You I, when I think about it now, they're on the same record label, Atlantic Records. Yeah. I need y'all to get Gucci, and and they've done tracks together. But Atlantic, if y'all, I'm I'm no what. Listen, what it's, it's as we're recording this is a Monday. I'm if if Kodak Black doesn't have a show somewhere else. I'm sure Atlantic has that man in the office. Yeah. <laughs> to sit him down. Yeah. Because anytime you lose a radio play in a big market like LA. Yeah. Dog, do you know if, if I worked at a record label, I would be losing my shit. Well, if you're telling me a, a, a LA market, a big station in LA, don't want, we're not playing no more of your tracks. Come see us, please. Okay. Come step into our office. Is it fair to say that Gucci <laughs> is able to reach people that like a T.I. and a Jeezy can't? Because T.I. and Jeezy are huge. And Gucci is kind of like that. That He still got the street, street, street. Because yeah, when I you mean, think about T.I. T.I. street, he king of the South. And if he ain't listening to Tip, but, so do you think Gucci has a better reach when it comes to them? Like he's more grounded? I think it's because uh, Gucci has a different background. We, we didn't know T.I. as the pill popper. And the lean draker and all this. We knew Gucci was fucked up on drugs. Gucci more represents today's generation. Yes. He, he was, was like the first. He of was that, already doing it. 
of a user, especially of the user. He was on the lean. I mean, that's how he said his stomach was like that. It was from it was from the lean because lean makes you constipated. So everything's just stuck in you. And that's how they end up getting these bellies from the lean. Okay. So he talks about that in the book. So that life that Gucci lived in the past is normal for these kids now. So T.I. can't speak from that perspective. Even if if T.I. probably did, you know, sip a little here or pop something here. We don't know. He wasn't living it like Gucci was living and it. And T.I. comes from more of the culture of the seller. Him and Jeezy come from more of the seller. Right. Even even Gucci was too. But Gucci admitted he got addicted to that stuff. And we saw how he changed and got bigger. And then when his uh, he really started spazzing out, like the famous Gucci man spazzed out was on Twitter. He he was going on these crazy Twitter rants saying that him and Walker smashed Nicki Minaj and a bunch of other stuff. He, I forgot about yeah, that. that's why I said this is similar. And this Keisha is, Cole and all that. Yeah, I forgot about that. This is that. real similar. It's, it's except that instead of Twitter, uh, Kodak Black has Instagram. IG Live. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. So I was like, yo, please, like, listen, get Gucci Mane on the phone. I'm sure Gucci is probably seeing this stuff. Get top on the phone. Get Gucci on, on the, the phone. phone. Like he, I, I listen. If if Kodak got to move into that nice house with with Gucci, it, it's something he needs. I ain't moving Kodak in my house though. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, he. Mm. Listen, I, I think I think Kodak would have enough respect. Uh, uh, yeah, because Keisha, listen. The, 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 the man married now. Listen, did you see the video when, when Gucci was showing off his body and Keisha, you know, she filming it, but she like, don't step on the carpet, baby. Yeah. All it's going to take is for Kodak to step on that carpet. That, gonna that come in. Kodak going to come in eating popcorn, <laughs> dropping crumbs all over that nice oh Gucci carpet. <sighs> nah, nah. Okay, man. Let's but <laughs> maybe the outhouse. The, the out, you know what? Maybe like, the outhouse. I'm about to wrap this show. Maybe up, he can man. have him in the outhouse and then go out there and see him <laughs> like three times a day. Oh my you gosh! Know what I mean? Jay Hall, thank you so much for thank you. filling in for D Woods. Great shout convo. out to my man D Woods. Yeah. I appreciate you, brother, as great, usual. Great convo, great convo, beautiful people. And I think can we do this again next week, sir? I'm definitely with it. Thank you for asking me on the spot. But you know I was gonna say yes, but I'm definitely with it. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time, it is the wrap up show. We is out. <laughs>